The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The bad seed, the broken head, the bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad adders, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad bread, bad attention, bad vibes. And so we do it again as I am currently driving in the Pharrell mobile back to the club where I work out because I left my dank workout clothes in the men's locker room after I'd already gone back to the Ferrella Palatial. So I had to get back in my car and drive all the way back to the gym. Now, it's not the longest drive in the world, yet it is a pain in my ass. Now I have to go back in, park, go to the locker room, and hopefully someone didn't steal my clothes because people steal at the club. But who would want my dank, sweaty, wet workout clothes? In all honesty, I don't want someone's skivvies, their underwear, their basketball trowel, the shirt that's soaking wet, that smells like earse, and my swimsuit. And the underwear that I wear with my swimsuit, soaking wet with my onion rub off in them. This would be problematic for me. I'm not the kind of guy that wants someone else's clothes, let alone their wet, dank clothes, let alone their smelly clothes. Can you imagine? When I go to the club, things happen there. I have seen everything. I've seen a Rolex thief. A guy was walking around as though he was crippled. And... The whole time he was actually stealing Rolexes in the men's locker room. He said he made off with over $100,000 worth of watches before they finally caught him one day. He used to walk around like he was an invalid and he had cerebral palsy or something. Meanwhile, the whole time it was fake. And what he was doing was working them. Meanwhile, they had a whole thing going with cameras, and they knew that he was stealing, and they eventually caught the guy. One day when he left the gym and he was driving down the road, they nabbed him, and in his person, he had all of the Rolex watches in the car, and he went to jail. I've seen people break into cars at the gym. Because the gym that I go to is filled with rich people. Or should I say rich pricks? Because there's a lot of those there too. When I go there in the morning, it's filled with hot women. The hot women are all evil. 
You don't know what they're up to, but I know they're talking bad about other people. I hear them talking bad about other people. I hear them talking bad about other women. They get on the treadmills and they talk bad about everyone. And it is awesome. (laughs) I love watching them all work out. They all know me and I don't care what they think of me. They know I've got a wicked three-point shot. So what I do is I usually go and I shoot for like two miles worth of shots and then I go up and I lift and then I do all kinds of cardio, whatever, and then I swim. I hate swimming. It's great though for your body. They say that swimming, you work every single muscle and it's true. And I still hate it. I'm constantly swimming and dying of short breath. When you're in the pool, you think you're going to sink because (laughs) you are swimming laps and it is not fun. But I do it after every workout and then I feel fantastic when I'm done. That's why I do it. Now I'm looking for a parking spot and I'm going to find one and go in and get my wet, dank skivvies. And the funny thing is, I saw the popo out there. You know what the popo was doing? The popo was actually waiting for people to run the stop sign at the gym because they run it and never stop. People drive like animals at this club. And it is crazy. It's like an airport. This is the kind of place a mafia goes to this place. And there's never a parking spot. And everyone is evil. And they drive crazy. And they drive too fast. And there's wrecks in the parking lot. And people break into the cars at the parking lot. Because there are valuables left in the cars. And so the thieves hit the rich people's cars as well. So good news, no one stole my skivvies and my workout clothes. They were where I left them, on the bench. Usually someone would have picked them. Mafia knows it's true. Mafia works out with me at this place, plays ball every weekend, and he knows crazy things happen at this place. I feel like I just got a workout because I walked a tenth of a mile just from the parking spot to the front door and into the locker room and then back out. I feel like I got an extra workout in this morning having to go all the way back to the club. Now here's what we're going to do next. I want to tell you about how many idiots are at this place. So on multiple occasions, Mafia and I play basketball and there is a guy that constantly with his brothers gets in fights. And I'm not talking about little arguments. I'm talking about gigantic arguments. I'm talking about massive hurling of cuss words, filthy, foul, disgusting language and confrontations, getting in people's faces, getting nose to nose, challenging one another. And this one guy, let's just call him Jerk, is always the center of the fights. He's the one causing everything. He's always in the middle of everything. Every time there's a fight, he's the one doing it. He starts the fights. He doesn't end them. He just begins them. In other words, begin the begin. He is the initiator. He is the cause of all the root of evil and problems on the basketball court. Every single time he shows up to play basketball, there is a fight. 
Every single time he shows up, there are arguments. Every time he shows up with his brothers, it's even worse. There are three brothers, and when they play separately, there are no problems. Except for the one guy with the hat on backwards that we call Jerk. He gets in fights even when he's on his own. But his other brothers, when they're on their own, don't get in fights. So clearly the guy with the hat, let's call him again Jerk, he is the main source of all of the issues. When the other brother shows up to play, he just lights people up. They're both really good basketball players, and they both can fill it up, and they can score from anywhere, and they're good, and they're really solid players. It's just that they're such painful, loser, (laughs) absolute, you know, game wreckers. Every time they're together, they're like a mob army of problems and trouble and arguments. Just the other day, the two of them showed up to play ball, and the minute I saw them, I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this. It was like Sunday morning. I had to go to my son's playoff game. I wasn't interested in getting in a fight, and I wasn't going to go through the motions again because the same thing happens every time. It's like beating your head against the wall and expecting a different outcome after you smash your head in the wall enough times. It hurts, right? So I'm just not going to keep playing with them and getting in fights and arguments. So one day I was playing with him and I warned him and I said, listen, dude, you keep it up and bad things are going to happen to you. So you keep talking, you keep wanting it, you keep asking for it. I will give it to you. And that's exactly what I did. One day he started getting all hot and bothered and worked up and talking smack to me and getting in my face and calling me every name in the book and challenging me and even asked me at one point, he said, I don't make any money. He said, what do you do for a living? You don't make any money. And I was like, no one has ever asked me on a basketball court in 45 years if I made any money or if I had a good job or, you know, what I did for a living. You have to be a loser if you do something like that. So I warned him, if you come into the paint, bad things are going to happen to you. He decided to challenge that and he came into the paint and I gave him the lame beer elbow. The lame beer elbow is very effective. It dropped him to the ground in a heap. When he got up, his face was the size of a grapefruit. I smashed his face in. I gave him instantaneous swelling. His face ballooned out the size of a grapefruit. It always works. The lame beer elbow. Then his other brother came over to challenge me and I warned him what would happen to him next if he wanted to go with me either. Either one of them wanted to dance. I was willing to dance. I love dirty play. Everyone has heard about Pharrell and his vicious dirty play. Slew foots, kicks to the back of the calf, elbows to the face, elbows to the onions, knees to the onions, kicks to the Achilles, whatever way you want to go, arm drags, you name it, I'll do it, pulling, fingers in the ear, entire fingers in the ear, whatever you want, I'll give it to you. If you want to play chippy, I am the chipmunk. It does not matter. So I have gotten in fights with Jerk, and I win. Jerk no longer messes with me because he knows what happens. I will smash his face in and give him a grapefruit-sized lump on the side of his head. I do not like him. So when he shows up to play basketball, I refuse to play basketball with him. So what happened the other day was I walked off to court to leave, and sure enough, 
He started a game with other people. I let another guy play for me after I had just won a game. So I had a guy fill in for me, and I went to the showers. By the time I got out of the shower, one of the guys that was playing on the team that I won with came in and said a huge fight broke out. And I said, what happened? He said, I got into it with the guy with the hat on. Thus jerk and again the same situation unfolded massive arguing massive cussing massive problems and they have this kids academy where all the little kids play sports and the leader is like a coach and the coach will have all the little kids and he'll be in the gym with all the little kids playing soccer or playing baseball or playing tennis or whatever and all of the abusive language was so offensive that the coach had to come over and say please stop swearing this is a problem at this club with all the rich people when their little children hear massive four-letter word flinging it is a problem thus six guys walked off the court at the same time and quit we play four on four games on half courts they're badass it's like a full length half court so you play end to end but it's four on four and every point is one there's no twos there's no threes or anything like that every point is one you played a nine or eleven right so every single guy walked off the floor and quit except the two brothers that cause all the fights and I want to beat their heads in. And then the guy got in trouble. He's already got one strike against him at the club for starting a huge brawl. Now he's been given a second strike for starting another brawl on Sunday. So I cannot stand him. So I wish he would have taken my wet skivvies and I wiped the wet skivvies in his face so he could smell my onions. That's what I would rather have happen. Instead, now I'm on my way to get my nails did. You may not understand what that means, but what it means is I'm getting my nails did. I got to get my nails did because I'm going to Vegas to the heavyweight championship of the world. I have to look good. So we're going to go to my favorite place, Sylvia's, to have my nails did. And we'll see if the girls in Sylvia's will put up with me doing the Pharrell on a Bench podcast. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. I'm at Sylvia's now. I'm very concerned. I am down to one battery stick. This is a problem. So I come here and I get my nails did. 
And it's very important to get a pedicure before I go to Las Vegas because I have to have perfect nails when I go to Vegas to do the heavyweight championship of the world. First of all, I want to introduce you to my good friend. She comes here and gets her feet done like I do. We love to have a pedicure. We love to have our feet scrubbed. We love to have our... What is the thing you do with the bottom of my feet? Pumice. Then they scrape it with what? I don't know. I mean, she gets all the calluses off. Yes. Now, what's your name again? Christina. Christina and I hang out getting pedicures frequently at Sylvia's. This is true. And every time I've been here, we've had a blast. The first time, Christina, that you met me, you thought I was crazy. Correct. And you knew that I was one of the very few men that come to Sylvia's to get petties continuously. A constant customer. Every two weeks, I come in to get my feet done. Correct. You also thought that that was pretty smart and impressive, that I came to constantly keep upkeep of my feet. You're correct. You love coming here because they take good care of your feet and they massage your feet. And my legs. And your legs. And the legs can become problematic as we age. You and I, well, you're a lot younger than I am, Christina. I'm old. You are young and vibrant. I am old and feeble. I don't believe you. But I tried to give you some love there, and she was unwilling to accept it because she knows that we're both getting old and we need to have our feet and legs massaged. That's true. One of the problems I'm having is that I need to turn on my back massager right now. Do you turn on your back massager when you get the... No. Why not? I don't know why not. I just don't do it. Have you ever done it before where the thing gives you the back massage? Because I got to tell you, it's tremendous. I have gone to the massage parlor, let's just call it, in Hillsdale and had a back massage for an hour. And I've also had my feet done there before for an hour or 90 minutes. And it's quite invigorating. But when you have a massage the whole time you're having a pedicure, it's terrific. Good. I'm glad you're happy. It massages my back and my neck. I'm getting it done as we speak, and it's terrific. It's very important to get massaged while you're having your feet done, and I get all my nails clipped, and I get my calluses removed, and then I have a tremendous foot massage, and I get wonderful ointments put on my legs and feet, and then I smell purdy, and when I smell purdy, then my wife likes me. When my feet smell, it could be a problem in the household, so I have to maintain clean feet. Right, Christina? Yes, sir. So, how long have you been coming to Sylvia? Sylvia has known me for so long that she called me by the wrong name today. It was very concerning. She called me Steve, which is a problem. She knows my name is Scott, but she called me Steve, and now she's laughing at me with one of her customers because I'm constantly in her nail salon causing problems, drinking too much coffee, talking too much, and making fun of people. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know that you have been doing my feet for a long time and I am a great tipper. Oh, brother. Huh? I give her big tips. Cash. Huh? Thank you so much. Because I give you lots, I give you lots of money. Uh, 
right? Yes. I give her big fat stacks of cash because she does a good job on my feet. And then I give her big tips. And so when she sees me coming into the store, she always thinks, oh no, here he comes again. The loud mouth. He never stops talking. He is so painful, but he gives me big tips. So I am going to pretend like I like him for the next half an hour so that I can get my big tip. Christina, you know this is true. Yes, I do. Very important to tip big when I'm here so I get special treatment. I do the same thing. Did you know that I am going to the heavyweight world championship on Saturday in Las Vegas at the MGM between Deontay, the bronze bomber, Wilder, and Tyson, the Gypsy King Fury. It's the second time they have fought. They fought in Los Angeles a year ago, and I went to that fight as well. And now I'm going to Las Vegas for fight number two. I've never seen a fight in my whole life. Have you ever watched a boxing match on television? No. Did you ever like Muhammad Ali? Yes. Everyone loved Muhammad Ali. Did you remember George Foreman? Yes. How about Joe Frazier? Yes. How about Sugar Ray Leonard? Yes. You know all of them. How about Roberto Duran? Do you remember when Duran fought Sugar Ray Leonard and he said, no mas? Yes. She knows everything. Do you think those guys get their feet did? I have no idea. Well, when you're a multi-millionaire boxer, I would think that you go to get a pedicure. It's very important. I agree. I bet they all do it. And I bet they get their nails done, too. Do you usually get your nails done as well, Christine? Yes. So you do the Manny Petty double? Absolutely. So you do it at the same time. Every time you're here, you do both? Yes. Did you already do your nails today? No. Are you going to do them? Yes. Well, I thought you told me you were in a hurry to leave and you didn't have time to do my podcast. Well, while we're sitting here, I'm happy to do it, but I'm getting an extra massage while you're talking. So the last time you sat with me and watched me drive you nuts for a half an hour and you left here, did you think anything of it? Like, boy, was that guy crazy. Not really. We got along pretty well, you and me. Yes. Can you believe that I've run into you again at Sylvia's to have our second pedicure together in the seats next to each other and that you're doing my Pharrell on the Bench podcast? You've made my day. You are now going to be famous. Everyone is going to be talking about you. You're going to be very popular on my show. I can guarantee it. (laughs) Believe it when I see it. So every two weeks you go and do this, do you feel as though it is a part of your routine and it is worth the money? Absolutely. Are you surprised that I always stop and get a coffee before I come in to do my pedicure? No. It's very important that I keep hydrated, even if it's not good for me. That's not a good hydrating liquid. No, but at least I'm not drinking whiskey. I could be drinking scotch or whiskey. I could be smoking reefer, but I don't do any of those things. I do not drink. I do not do drugs, but I drink 25 cups of coffee every day with no creamer because I'm pre-diabetic. Okay. (laughs) Do you have a concern that I have too much sugar in my body and I could die? I need to not have sugar. So I don't eat things with sugar. I do not drink sugar. I do not drink soda. And I do not drink creamer in my coffee. No, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about your voice. Why are you worried about my voice? This has been my voice since I was 15. And you think, like many others, that I am losing my voice because it sounds so gravelly. My daughter is a speech pathologist. 
So she would say that I have nodules or polyps on my vocal cords. I don't know, but if you stay in Las Vegas long enough, she will be at a meeting next Tuesday. And we may end up hooking up. (laughs) Doubt it. Why do you doubt my good looks and humor? You haven't met my daughter. I believe that good looks and humor can be the key to any relationship, including business or lovers. Okay. You would agree with that. Are you married? Have you been with a man forever? Or are you rid of men and sick of men? I've been married for a long time. And your husband, do you find him to be a pain in the ass? Sometimes. Believe that. Now, what does your daughter do? I said she's a speech therapist. But I mean with the speech pathology. What does she do with it? She works with people like you and singers and actors and actresses on their voice is make their voices better and to use them smarter and to breathe right and singers and opera singers and rock and roll singers and top 40 singers yes she does yes do the calluses yes (laughs) but you've got to get them off more than the last time you have to get more callus off last time i got the calluses removed and i went home and they were still there That was a problem, Christina. I paid to have the calluses removed, but they were not removed, and I still paid. I guess the tip wasn't good enough. (laughs) That is not true. I always tip well, and she knows it. She even acknowledged my great tips. Now listen, have you had fun doing my podcast? Yes. Do you think you'd be willing to predict who will win the fight, Wilder or Fury? Just pick one of them. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. Wilder or Fury? Wilder. I love you because I am betting on Wilder as well. I think he's going to knock him out. In the first fight, he knocked him down in the ninth round and in the twelfth round. In the final round, he knocked him out cold. The guy got up off at a canvas at nine on the count of ten, finished the fight, and the fight ended in a draw. Many people believe that God lifted him up off of the canvas and let him finish the fight. Do you believe that God intervened in the fight to save the man's life? Absolutely not. Now they're going to fight again. Do you believe that Wilder will knock him out again? I have no idea. Do you think after the fight that either one of them will go get their nails did? I have no idea. Do you think most men make fun of me that I get my nails did? No. I think that they do make fun of me, and that's why I continue to have it done, and I don't care what they think of me. Good. I think you're right. Do what makes you feel good. That's right. You never listen to other people tell you what to do. Correct. So taking care of my feet and hands is a priority, and I should continue to do so. Yes, sir. I think you're fantastic. I'm so glad to see you again having your feet did and your nails did at Sylvia's. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Christina. You've done a magnificent job. Thank you. I think we'll see each other again in these same conditions. <laughs> Who knows? Stranger things have happened. Well, strangely enough, we ran into each other again, so it's probably going to happen again if the odds are on our side. Correct. I just wanted to tell you one last thing. I bet on a horse the other day in a gigantic race in Arkansas, and the horse finished last. The horse had won eight of its ten races, but the day that I bet on him, he finished last. Are you disappointed in the horse? No. I am very disappointed because I lost a bunch of money. Thus, I was unable to pay for the tip for my pedicure today. (laughs) Very good. Very good.
It's fun having you on the podcast, and I will see you soon, Christina, and I'll let you know what happens in the fight. Okay. Looking forward to it. Your feet look fantastic. Yeah, they do. They do a good job here. Mine look good. Absolutely. What is that on your feet? Some kind of jizz, some kind of like slippery jelly. Yuck. (laughs) And then they put saran wrap around my feet because she said my feet smell so bad that she has to cover them so she is not overwhelmed by the odor. I don't think that's the reason. (laughs) It's not the reason, but I just like to say that because I look so funny with saran wrap all over my feet. Anyway, there you go. Pharrell getting his feet did. I don't think I'm going to do my nails today. I'm doing the petty side, not the manny side. Manny petty, I'm going to just do the petty side today. I just wanted to get my feet massaged, really. I don't really care about anything except getting calluses removed and having my feet massaged. It's very important to have my feet massaged so that I feel good. Do you think I should get my nails done, too? Sure, why not? So maybe I will get a manny after all. We'll see how it goes. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I can't hear you. What? Are you, are you, are you, are you sure? Do you want to go? Well, how do you know you want to go? Are you, are you positive? But if I were to if I if I were to ask you, <laughs> if, if I were I, but are you sure you want to go is the question. Do you really want to go? All right. Uh, he's very sophisticated. I mean, he's very sophisticated for a dog. Okay, let's go. All right, let's go. Go to the door. We have to discuss a lot of things. All right, go on. Take this. Let me have it. All right, let's go. This is unbelievable. Uh, I have a dog, and he loves to go for a walk. He's very angry if I don't. If I take him, he's happy. If I don't, he's livid. Then he will bark at me, and then he will bite me. And he will attack me. But he loves going on long, extended walks with his daddy. And he's a leader. His name's Boston. He's a champion of old dogs. Anyway, so I had to keep talking about this baseball scandal because it's so awesome. I know I've talked about it on the podcast a lot. 
but it's just a gift that keeps on giving. And the latest additions to the heap, we talked a little bit about Justin Turner of the Dodgers, and he eviscerated Rob Manfred, which I thought was awesome. I guess I was kind of confused about the commissioner saying apparently that the the World Series trophy is just a heap of metal. I thought Turner was the one that was saying that, but it actually was Manfred, and I can't even fathom that he said it, and it's just so unbelievable. You just can't even make this stuff up. So Turner said, it's pretty evident to me that the World Series championship wasn't earned. It's not something that a banner should be hung in their stadium, a trophy that should be put up wherever the trophies go. They shouldn't have a ring. And he said all kinds of things here. We know Bellinger ripped the Astros and it was Turner's turn to go off on him and he went off on Manfred. He said that Manfred set a weak precedent So we all know Manfred had a press conference over the weekend and he discussed the Houston cheating and it didn't sit well with any of the players. And Turner said some of these things. It all comes down to everyone keeps saying the facts, the facts. You don't know the facts. I don't think anyone knows the facts. I think everyone just wants to hear all the facts. And I think that the commissioner didn't do a good job of revealing all the facts. He didn't stop there. He went on. The more that comes out, the more that's being said, the more frustrating it gets for us. It's snowballing. I think it's pretty obvious. Whatever the commissioner thought he did, he did not do it very well. Listening to the commissioner's interview, talking about precedent, talking about there's never been a precedent, that's because it's never happened before. It's the first time in the game, to my knowledge, that this has happened, and he just set the precedent. He set a weak precedent. So now anyone who goes forward and cheats to win a World Series, they can live with themselves knowing that, oh, it's okay. We'll cheat to win a World Series and bring the title back to LA and screw Dave Roberts and screw Andrew Friedman. It's just those guys losing their job. I still think, you know, you get to be called a champion the rest of your life. The precedent was set by him in this case. And it was, as Cody Bellinger said, a pretty weak Precedent. He also is upset at Manfred referring to the World Series as a piece of metal. I didn't know if the commissioner has won anything in his life. Maybe he hasn't, but the reason every guy in this room is working out all offseason and showing up to camp early, putting in all the time and effort, is specifically for that trophy, which is, by the way, called the commissioner's trophy. For him to devalue it the way he did just tells me how out of touch he is with the players in this game. At this point, the only thing devaluing the trophy is that it says commissioner on it. How awesome is it that Justin Turner eviscerated Manfred? Manfred will never recover from this. He is already, speaking of setting the president, become a loser commissioner. The players have turned on him. Most of the players in baseball don't like him now. I don't think they liked him before. Now they clearly don't like him. How do you recover from that? Well, you don't. I mean, it's unbelievable. Did you see Nick Markakis? He also, of the Braves, blasted Manfred, blasted the Astros. Gliber Torres of the Yankees did the exact same thing. He is friends with Altuve off the field. He's like, 
Look, I'll still be friends with the guy off the field, but on the field, I don't trust him. And he also said that he thinks that they cheated in 2018 and 2019. And I agree with him that they cheated in 2018 and 2019. Every time they played the Yankees, they were cheating. If they were cheating in 2017 to win the World Series, why wouldn't they keep cheating? You do it until you're caught. People steal until they're caught. People do drugs until they're caught. People cheat on their wives until they're caught. Everybody does it. In school, you cheat until you are caught. If you're cheating in your classrooms, cheating and doing someone else's work, plagiarizing, whatever, you do it until you are caught. You speed in your car until you are caught. And then people drink and drive until they are caught. So why wouldn't the Astros cheat until they were caught? Now that they've been caught, they don't want to talk about it. They just want their title and to be left alone. And the players don't want to be punished. They want immunity. I mean, this stuff is absolutely hilarious. I don't think Manfred will ever get respect back as commissioner. He's doomed. Do you know how they hate the commissioners in every sport? I mean, Gary Bettman gets it from the fans. They boom every time they mention his name. Roger Goodell gets all kinds of heat. Too bad he's making $45 million a year. Do you think he really cares what you think of him when he's making that kind of money? Manfred walks around like a guy with all this power which is what he's got in baseball, but in life, no one gives a rat's ass what he does. But I think it is incredible that this guy is talking about precedent and that the players are being punished enough by public opinion. Oh, so now, (laughs) because we're bashing the players, that's the only punishment they deserve. Why can't this moron, Manfred, finally just realize the only thing that is ever going to set a precedent or get his respect back is if they take the World Series championship away from the Astros in 2017. And then when he doles out and meets out the Red Sox punishment for their cheating and Alex Cora's cheating, that they don't deserve their World Series title either. Strip them of their titles. Strip them of their rings. Strip them of their banners. That is what will win back the respect of the public. That is what will win back the respect of the players in the league. Otherwise, it is automatic. Guaranteed that for the remainder of his tenure as commissioner of Major League Baseball, he will never be respected again by any players. When they are in front of him, they will be lying, showing respect, but not truly meaning it. Every time they're around him, they will be acting phony because they have to pretend like they respect him when they actually don't respect him. And now they don't trust him. Imagine what the deals are gonna be like when they do CBAs in baseball and they have negotiations between the Players Association you know, the union and Major League Baseball. They are going to have baseball strikes and the players are going to blame Manfred and the players are going to go back and talk about this scandal and they are going to go back and bring this up over and over again. It will never go away. You can guarantee that the Astros cheating scandal will have legs forever. It is going to be like, it's going to be regurgitated. I mean, 
and brought up every time something goes wrong in baseball, they're going to go back to the Astros cheating. How about the guy that showed up at their spring training facility in the stands while they were taking batting practice and the guy was banging on a garbage can in the stands. That was awesome. You don't see who he is, you just hear him. He's sitting in the stands behind home plate as the Astros are out taking batting practice and all he does for the entire escapade is bang on a garbage can. I mean, that was epic. (laughs) The guy had totally got under their skin. They were livid. I am surprised completely that they didn't have him thrown out because these guys are prima donnas and they are not going to sit there and take heat from a fan banging on a garbage can. I guarantee you they will make the guy get thrown out of the stadium. He will not be allowed to sit there and bang on a garbage can. But it's okay for them to bang on a garbage can the entire season in 2017 and cheat their way to a World Series. And I can guarantee you they took it to another level with their buzzers inside their shirts and all their lying and scam and deviations from the rules to win. And I also agree with players that are saying how dangerous it is for pitchers when the hitter knows what the pitch is going to be and they can rattle off a 150-mile-an-hour liner at the pitcher's head because they know a fastball is coming and they jack it right back up the middle and almost take off the pitcher's head. That's obviously putting pitchers in peril. They are in danger. It is not safe. So their cheating is also risking lives. But it's okay, Commissioner Manfred. Let's protect the Astros. Let's make sure that nobody beans the Astro players this year. Good luck with that, Mr. Commissioner. I can guarantee you that players are going to get beaned. In fact, there is now an over-under of 83 players beaned on the season. 83 players. How about 183 players? I will take the over. There is going to be beanings. There is going to be fights. There is going to be scenes on the baseball diamond that we haven't seen in a long time because there are players that can't stand the Astros and they will do it on purpose. They will also do it not caring about being fined or suspended because they are all very rich. When you make hundreds of millions of dollars in your long-term contracts, what is 50 to 100 grand? That's like going out to lunch for these guys. They will do whatever they want to get even with the Astros for cheating. While they were all playing the game the right way, and honestly, the Astros were robbing everyone of everything and their integrity because the Astros have no integrity. I hope they all rot in hell. I hope they are all beaned. I hope they are all beaned in the head. I cannot wait for the next wave of players bashing the Astros. Every day it gets better. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I want to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning here on the podcast today because I think this team is becoming very dangerous again. 
We all know that last year they won the President's Trophy and had the best team in hockey and ran away with it. In the regular season, they were unbeatable. They schooled everyone. And then they went into the playoffs and they were out faster than you could spit. We all know that they choked. We all know that everybody made fun of them. But this is a loaded team. And anything can happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can be beaten by anyone. You can lose to anyone. You can lose a series in a sweep. You can be the best team in hockey one day and the next day be humbled. The Penguins were swept by the Lightning and everybody made fun of the Penguins and then the Lightning were swept by Carolina and everybody made fun of the Islanders. It is not funny being on the losing end of such series, but Tampa Bay knows all too well what it's like. But this team is again winning and they are very dangerous. Tampa Bay has won 11 straight. The other night they won their 11 straight by winning in Colorado at the Pepsi Gan against a really good avalanche team when Nikita Kucherov stole a puck from the very talented Nate McKinnon and scored 303 into overtime they got their franchise record 11 straight win and it was 4-3 that was Monday night and the bottom line is, uh, it's the longest winning streak in the NHL this season. It broke the franchise mark of 10 straight that they won last year. It's the second franchise in the league to record a pair of double-digit win streaks in a season, joining the Boston Bruins, who did it in 1929-1930, and then again in 1970 and 1971. Kucherov was disappointed in the Bolts puck possession. He said, quote, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we played that well. We have to improve a lot of our game because we have a lot of good teams ahead of us. I don't think we had a good effort today. That's after they won. Imagine that. He did heap praise on Tampa Bay's Curtis McElhenney. He said he was a great goalie today. He did a heck of a game getting hit, but he stuck with it. He made huge saves for us. The Lightning have outscored teams 36-13 to at even strength during their win streak. And these are two top teams. It had a playoff feel to it. There's no doubt it had momentum changes, a lot of hits. There were some fisticuffs. It had it all. And this team, I got to tell you, is so dangerous. A Stamkos had a goal for Tampa Bay in the second period. That erased a one-zip lead for Colorado. McElhenney stopped 24 uh, shots by being bowled over by one of the Colorado players in the third period. That had sparked the first of two brawls. So the ending of the game was very physical and edgy. And McElhenney said that he's fine physically. He had no grudges to hold. He said, quote, honestly, I, I was kind of tied up. My arms were folded up under me. It wasn't a hit to the head or anything. It's a good hockey play. I like it when guys drive to the net. And I like the response from our team standing up for me. It's nice to see. It's hard hockey part of the play. You know, when these things happen, I don't have anything against anybody for the way it all happened. But they had a fight break out when McKinnon was leveled by Palat cleanly in front of Tampa Bay's bench. McElhenney said, I like the way we hung in there. Good penalty kill at the end. In overtime, it comes down to a key save here and there and a big-time play from one of our big players. The Avalanche lost Rantanen, one of their best players. He got tripped into the boards at full speed in the second period. He left the ice, holding his shoulder, headed to the locker room, and then the Bolts killed off a power play. It looks like he's going to be out for several weeks. 
they can't afford to lose that guy, but we'll see how they react to it. I got to tell you, when you look at this uh, Tampa team and the way they're playing, uh, they're one point behind the Boston Bruins in the Atlantic. They have more wins than the Bruins. It's just that the Bruins are 37-11 with 12 overtime losses. And then the Tampa Bay record is 40-15 and 5 overtime losses. So 86 points for Boston, 85 for Tampa. The Lightning are 27-2 and on home ice, 28-3 and on road ice. They've scored 215 goals which is the top mark in the NHL. There's really no one that close. The Capitals have 208 and the Avalanche 206, but you're not going to find a lot of teams. The Panthers even have 206. The Leafs 211, but the Lightning lead the league and they score a lot. They're not giving up a lot, 159. It's a plus 56 differential. And then, you know, you just look at their numbers. This is, I think, now, believe it or not, again, the most dangerous team in the NHL. That's what I think. I mean, the bottom line is they are absolutely lethal. And the top two teams in the East are the Bruins and Lightning, then the Caps, and the Penguins are right behind them, one point back of Washington. The Islanders are six back of the Penguins with the Blue Jackets, then the Flyers with 71, the Canes with 70, as well as the Leafs. When you look at the Western Conference, it's Blues, Stars on top with 74 points, then Avs 73, Oilers, Knights 70 each, Canucks 69, and they got to Foley in a trade. That's going to help them. The Flames are one point behind Vancouver, tied with the Coyotes, and then Nashville's three points behind those two. So when I look at the Eastern Conference, going back to that side, this Tampa Bay team, I think if they keep playing the way they're playing, I do not believe for one minute that they are going to have the same fortunes in the playoffs. I do not believe they're going to get swept. do not believe they're going to lose in the first round. Last year, I thought they would go to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's how good they were. Maybe it's just a bad turn of events. Maybe it was bad luck. Maybe it was timing. Maybe it wasn't in the cards. Maybe God didn't like the lightning. Maybe they were struck by light. All I know is last year they puked and this year I don't think they're going to puke. I think they are going to go into the playoffs with a chip on their shoulder knowing that they can't afford to take a night off or a shift off and they're going to go out and they're going to kick ass and take names. Kucherov has been unbelievable. 29 goals, four power play goals, and then he leads the team in assists with 44. He's a plus minus plus 29. He has 17 power play assists, points 73, 29 goals, 44 assists total. And 73 points, all things being equal. The team scores 3.5 goals a game. They give up 2.6 goals a game. Their power play is at 23.2%. Their penalty kill is at 83.3%. They are lethal. In this winning streak, they went to L.A. and beat the Kings. And then the Ducks the very next night. Then the Sharks. And then they beat Vegas at home. 
Penguins at home 4-2. Islanders at home 3-1. Kicked all their ass. Tight game at Columbus. They win 2-1. Went to Pittsburgh and won 2-1. So that's twice they beat the Penguins in a couple of weeks. Then they beat the Oilers 3-1. Flyers 5-3 at home. The Edmonton and Philly games were at home. And then they went to Rado and won that game 4-3 in overtime. Now they play their next game in Las Vegas when they will go for 12 in a row. And Vegas is playing good hockey right now, and they're in the thick of the playoff chase. So you got to keep your eye on them. They could be a dangerous team. Uh, They won a big game the other night against the Capitals. So... Look, Kucherov leads the team, but Stamkos is right behind him with 62 points. He's got 27 goals and 35 assists. Braden Point is a badass. He's got 57 points. Victor Hedman's the huge defenseman. He's got 49 points with 40 assists. He averages 24 minutes of ice time a game. Tops on the team. The guy's a freak. Kalorn has 44 points, 23 goals for Alex Kalorn. The centerman has been doing it, 21 assists to go with it. He's a plus 19. Sorelli's got 14 goals and 26 assists and 40 points. Palat's got 14 goals, 23 assists, 37 points. Shattenkirk's got 23 assists and 30 points. Sergachev's got 21 assists and 30 points. Tyler Johnson, who everyone was talking about a couple of years ago, having all this speed and being such a badass, he, like, doesn't even matter anymore. He plays 15 minutes a game, and he's got 13 goals, 15 assists, 28 points. I mean, it just never ends. They even have Pat Maroon on that team with 20 points. I mean, they are just absolutely loaded. This team does everything right. Their power play is sickening. Their penalty kill is sickening. And they have done everything, literally, to continue to get better and better and better as the season's gone on. They even made an incredible deal for Blake Coleman of the Devils. And I think it's awesome here. Since December 23rd, the Lightning have gone 22-2-1 for an NHL best 45 points with an amazing plus 46 goal differential. They go out and get Coleman. I mean, this guy's ranked third in generating the most shots per minute, was tied for 10th in five-on-five goals, and ranked eighth in the league on five-on-five chances generated. Coleman also plays regularly on the penalty kill and has three shorthanded goals. That was all for the Devils. Coleman was a hot commodity, and... He's locked in for next season at a cheap rate of $1.8 million. They barely have to pay the guy. What a move. The price is high, but if Coleman helps get him over the edge this year and they win a Stanley Cup, it'll be the deal of the year in the league. Coleman already has 21 goals. He's going to smash his record. Previous highs were 22 goals and 36 points. Forget about that. Blake Coleman is going to a different level now. He's going to have 30-plus goals. And all they had to give up was Nolan Foote, a forward, and a 2020 first-round pick that they owned from the Vancouver Canucks. So this was a fantastic deal. Watch out. Believe me, you, when I tell you that the Tampa Bay Lightning are a dangerous team and they could do serious damage damage in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and they might win it all. We'll see you on Coast to Coast every day at 4 to 6 Eastern and in-game live from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Sports Grid Network. You can catch us on the Sports Grid app. Click Watch Live. We're on Pluto TV app, channel 517. We're on the Zumo TV app, channel 719, and the Watch Stir 
app, channel 352, and on YouTube slash Sports Grid Network. Check out the show. And of course, we're on all of it airing on the radio side on uh, the Fantasy Sports Radio app and Fantasy Sports Network app. And you know you can catch the podcast anywhere the podcasts are available. I'll see you. Have a great day. Shake head. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.